You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast. I'm your host, Too Loud TX, and here with me today, the one, the only, the man that you should be visiting his YouTube every week, Mr. Monster Deface. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Season nine, baby. That's how I'm doing. Ooh, season nine. And I can't tell you, bro, that I am so excited. Like, I worry, I, I don't even know. I don't like, I, usually I get super hyped before. And this season, I would say like I was middle ground. Some things were exciting. You know, seeing the volcano go off was fun. But I wasn't sure what to expect. And man, it has just blown me away so far. I mean, just to some, I know we're going to jump and talk some details, but it has blown me away. What, what is your, what's your been your first impression? Well, my first impression was the patch notes and dude, I was nervous. All right. I'll, I'll start. I'll leave the rest for when we oh, really, Oh, that's, to- that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like my first impression was, Oh my, no Epic. You didn't know. Right. And then I was just like, wow. And I try, I try to stay optimistic though, but Right. You we'll, know we'll what? That's true. I didn't think about that. Your first take on season nine, it wasn't like mine. Yours was patch notes. Mine was jumping right in. So no, that's perfect, man. That's that's going to get us started in the right path. As we talk about season nine today, we're going to break it down uh, and how it's affecting uh, everything from, you know, the difference between console players, what they've been encountering versus uh you know what what pc players have had uh different platforms performing a little bit different uh how it has affected the pro scene so before we jump into that as always thank you so much guys for tuning in we really appreciate it make sure you are checking out monsters youtube every week the patch notes the latest videos the cool things that are going on in our community he's on top of them right there youtube.com slash monster deface make sure you're checking those out make sure you follow us on twitter at the fortnite podcast and i have an announcement monster i know we've talked about him a little bit uh, he's been on our show before filling in, but our buddy R- Raw Red is going to have the block next week. I'm so excited for him. Uh, it, it is going to be a blast. Uh, I mean, you know, like he put in a lot of hours, a lot of hard work into a lot of these different block submissions he's created. This one is um, if you ever had that carpet when you were a kid that you drove the cars on and it had like library and a little place and the fountain, all that. He basically took that idea. Um, it didn't copy the uh, the carpet exactly, but created his own throwback to that. It's got a big like uh, toy box, like you would keep your Hot Wheels cars in. That's like really big, standing up. That's right there. So I'm super excited for him. I'm super excited for it to be on there. And congratulations, Dave. I just want to give him a shout out because he's been a big supporter of ours, and I know somebody that you've also admired his his creative work as well. Yeah. No. And uh, just to jump on that, man, like. It, that just shows like your hard work doesn't go unnoticed and man, he's been pumping out maps for a while now and you can just tell he's just elevating himself and, and making a, making a little statement here, man. He, he does have some of the most creative maps, really awesome ones. Yeah. Super excited for him, but let's jump into season nine. And as we go, let's get Zeke to kick us off here with season nine and what it's all bringing to the party. The future is yours in season nine. In addition to all new gameplay, new locations, and new challenges, there's a brand new battle pass. When you first buy the pass, you'll immediately get two outfits, Sentinel and Rocks, progressive with new dual axes. And if you opt in for the battle bundle, you'll instantly get this guy. Plus, there are new high-tech wraps, mechanized pets, 
emotes, and more to earn throughout the Battle Pass. At Tier 100, you unlock a new progressive outfit, Vendetta. Remember, you keep all the rewards you earn after the season ends. New to this season's Battle Pass are Fortbites. Use clues to earn and locate hidden pickups around the island, helping you unlock rewards and uncover the secrets of Season 9. The Season 9 Battle Pass is available right now for just 950 V-Bucks. So drop in and get juiced up for a brand new season. Well, that's a great way to kick it off, I think, to tell us what is all happening in Season 9. Zeke, thanks so much for stopping by, recording that for us, man, and putting that together. We really appreciate it. <laughs> uh, no, uh, but yeah, I mean, great job, as always, introducing us to Season 9, Epic has done here. Um, and, it, you know, new look, man. There's a new look all the way around. We got uh, a new UI. Uh, we got, you know, some some new POIs. We got tons of things happening. I don't know if you caught this one, but I wanted to pull this out because it's new, was the in-game voice chat system is, like, great, right? Like, I noticed this because I play on PS4 so much that usually the in-game chat wasn't as good, so we always went to a PS4 party, right? But, dude, it is so solid now. It doesn't cut you out in between loading times. You can carry your conversations. I played with some PC friends this week as well. It just was so good, so seamless. And, you know, when you talk about new things, like, to me, that's part of the core experience is, is my experience with my friends. So it was, uh, I, I know you use Discord all the time, right? So it probably doesn't matter as much for you, but for me, it was, no, it was that, huge. No, I, I actually, now that you mention it, it's a it's a subtle uh, subtle change. That I actually just, now that you mention it, the loading screen and being able to talk stuff, I actually didn't realize that before. Yeah, you're right. We will get cut off. You got to wait. You get in. Then you start yeah. and start. But yeah, it's actually overlaid. That's why you see a little name come out on the bottom and stuff like that. So yeah, you're yeah. actually right. That's pretty, pretty the quality neat. of life that we continue to yeah, get, yeah, man. Quality of life buff, dude. The quality of life we continue to get season over season is like, you know, a lot of people say like, man, you just can't compete with Fortnite, like what it's doing, right? And you can't because of what they are doing, continually looking at the small things like a voice chat. And there's so many small things in season nine that poke out that really, you know, besides the drastic changes, like the pump's gone that we're going to talk about, but there's so many subtle changes and things that they're making the game even better to today when you think, oh, I already have 200 million people playing. I don't really need to worry about these things. They're like, nah, we got this. We're going to make voice chat better. You know, like we're going to make the UI look even cleaner. We're going to go ahead and take those, you know, those boxes that you have for, you know, sensitivity and stuff and make them all the same size. Like that doesn't even matter. They wouldn't have to do that. But like, they're just like, bam, here you go. Season nine quality of life, big time. Uh, but enough about how excited, if you can't tell, I'm super excited about this season. I've been loving it. So, but I, I, I want to, and I want to keep the energy of, of all the things I've loved, but also talk about the things that may be disappointing some other people. Opening scene. Let's start at the beginning. Opening scene. You see the banana, the default skin running into the vault. What was your thought? Walk me through this with you as you watch the scene. I'm guessing it was on stream as well. Um, and although I watched a lot of your streams this week, I didn't get to see this part. But walk me through this, your, your action. So, so there's, there's two parts to this story. The, the first part and what you're talking about, my actual live reaction, I recorded the trailer. And the reason I never record my reaction to the trailer, but the reason, and this stays back is because, you know, I, I'm, I'm friends with some people at Epic and a question was posed to me in the past is before we knew about season nine and stuff. They said, Hey, what? And, and 
we're going to talk hypothetical, but this is how they threw it at me and say, you're under NDA. You're not even, you know, allowed to say anything anyways. So I want to ask you a question. He goes and, and tells me, picture this, the banana and the Jonesy walk into a vault, but only the Jonesy walks out. What do you think happened? I'm like, what do you mean? I was like, it's so vague, but I would have to think the Jonesy killed the guy. He, was- <laughs> and he laughs and he goes, okay, now what if he walks out? And he's drinking the banana man. That was like, oh, that's cannibalism, dude. That's dark. Right, and right, right. He goes, uh, well, okay. And then they left me at that. And I was like, what in the world? Like, what, what kind of question this little exchange? Then it all made sense when I kind of noticed the trailer was coming out. So I did re- uh, record my reaction to the trailer. I thought it was an awesome play on like dark humor or, um, you know, you know, I guess the adults to kind of pick up on and laugh about. And it's one of those things that goes or like flies over the kid's head, right? The, you know, the kids don't know what's going on. They're just laughing right. like man, a man in the shake. But I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. A good play on, on humor, a little bit of adult, uh, you know, a little bit of dark humor in there. So it was, it was, it was funny, man. man. I thought it was perfect. Um, I love how we've come this far and still default skins b- beyond just community trolling. Right, Epic joins in and does something like give him the long beard and stick him. But like, I thought it was so funny. They're working out and and you know they go to the fridge and there's nothing there and they you just know immediately when it happens what's gonna happen. <laughs> and and I didn't catch it the first time I saw it that he was drinking the face. The face was still in his cup of the banana man. So he's like been preserving this part of him so long, right? Uh, and the and there's still a smile on the banana in the cup, right? And, so. And- if you look at the uh, the Jonesy model, he's got like the banana peel sticker on his leg, and you can see there's there's like a cape that yeah uh, yeah, yeah it's it's hilarious, man. Yeah, the banana peel cape. It's it's also great, man. Like they just I, I don't know. It was it was fun. It was a really fun introduction. I thought it was really cool. Um, you know, I don't know if you remember like the first one that really shocked me was probably back whenever we got um uh whenever we got the first movie screen area. What was that called? That was the um, risky reels risky reels yeah. oh okay so after they wiped out moisty meyer they replaced it right and then we had risky reels and remember that intro where they had like something fly through the screen right and all of a sudden it was like risky reels was there and that that was a really cool entrance to but this one is my favorite like season oh, nine yeah, of all the trailers I, I think this one's the, the funniest one for sure yeah, su- super intriguing and uh, a lot of great things going on. I thought it was cool how they introduced uh, Neo Tilted. Did you expect Tilted to be this, though? Or did you expect it to be less of an important POI? Like a lot of people thought, oh, taking it out of the center of the map, it's going to be great. You know, you're not going to have this stronghold in the middle of the map anymore, but <laughs> we still do. Yeah, no, I yeah, I thought they like learned their lesson about how these big building areas, the the structure of Tilted was in the past, how everyone just gravitates to this close quarter combat and congestion. But I guess they were like, it, it's a core part of what Fortnite is, and it, it's part of the uh, the identity, I guess, right, of what is Fortnite. So for it to come back so soon, um, you know, it's it's all good. But I was I was kind of happy with how like the broken Tilted played out like it was low level it felt super fresh you know i know for it was only there for a little bit of time but it did feel super fresh being like oh this is tilted but it's not like what you're used to until it's totally different it's straight up like two-story buildings right I-, I actually think it's super interesting more so now because of the mobility they've put around the poi itself so i think it plays different than the old tilted did because oh. of how 
the mobility that's available around it right now, right? Uh, not only uh, now, I don't feel like you have to land there to enjoy the impact of what happens there at the beginning of the map. You can land outside and get there very quickly, uh, and be and be able to you know engage on those fights or jump into those fights. Definitely third party like crazy. Uh, I mean, I still have a hard time like hearing where exactly where people are at, right? Um, but overall, I, I thought I think the feels cool. I, I'm with you. I, I'm not sure that I would have replaced it with like this awesome area again because it is awesome. Don't get me wrong; like it's amazing. But it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out and how it evolves uh, because I don't think this is like the end all be all for season nine. And I, I'm really curious to see what happens right in the. In, in Polar Peak area, right? Like, if a big POI comes open that close to Tilted, what's going to happen? That'll right? be actually interesting. And I, I think that'll be more balanced than having, like, just one major tall city in the middle of the map. Um, but to to be fair, like, it's it's a great place to land, especially in squad game modes, rack up a bunch of kills, and you can just literally fly out of there and go center map, salty. So action has never been at an all-time high in the, in the seasons. This one's pretty good. You know, uh, we got a bunch of vaulted stuff, uh, but we got a bunch of new stuff, like we were talking about with, with, with Neo Towers. Did you know this is, from my understanding, unless I am wrong, and someone please correct me if I am, but this is the first POI that is not a alliteration, meaning it is not, it doesn't say, uh, it doesn't begin with the same letter for both the words, right? Risky Rails, you know, Pleasant Park tilted towers but this is neo is that only one i thought that was weird do you think there's anything to take away from that like are they are they running out of ideas as reddit says like oh my gosh they're running out or you know is it like look we're, we'll just do what we want like we're we're not held to any exact thing that or standard that we might have put out before i think that's exactly what it is that they want you to just understand that a when we got an idea or if we want to do something, expect the unexpected. And they've been like that this entire time. And I mean, something as subtle as, hey, we named this map what we think fits or this you know, point of interest, what we think fits. And Neo Tilted, man. Although I thought Tilted Tower 2.0 would have been perfect. Uh, maybe long, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm with you on it. Um, I, I, I'm not sure what to take away from it. I, I think so. I think part of it is like, hey, if something comes up, we're just going to make it work. Like, we're just going to make it happen. But I thought that was an interesting fact. Um, beyond, you know, uh, the mall, right, and, and, and Neo Towers, um, you also have John Wick's house, which is another big POI a lot of people are talking about. Supposedly, you know, there's rumors that, you know, there's going to be a John Wick 3 event, you know, and, and lots of clues and hints. Uh, have you had a chance to drop there? And if so, what do you think? You think, you think we're going to see one coming out this weekend with the movie? I actually landed there today for the first time. It's the house. For those of you guys that don't know, it's like on the coast by Paradise, right? So it's by the water at Paradise. I'm pretty sure it's all the way out there. Someone's like, have you been to the mansion back there? I was like, no, not yet. Um, I was there in arena. I killed a player, but I didn't go down into the basement. So I actually haven't explored like... It's I not much the- of a basement. It's actually just a just a normal basement that you see like one single floor and then there's a there's like a weak spot in the ground where you can just break it out and it's just dirt with three chests like it's not there's not like yeah there's like a hidden little compartment in there okay yeah i didn't i didn't get to fully explore but i went i went like around it i did get to play around it for a little bit yeah what i think is is so cool about this is if we do have a john wick three right uh event 
and we've 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 seen it with like the Marvel stuff, but we haven't seen it integrated much more beyond Marvel. I'm I'm really interested to see how Fortnite continues to implement like cool social things that are going on, right? And popular things that are happening in our real lives in the real world into the game. And I think that's what's like so intriguing. Like Fortnite has no limits. It's not like, you know, no no blow to any of these games, but it can't be like Call of Duty, right? You're limited to certain things you can put in Call of Duty. It would although they have gotten pretty crazy with Blackout. There's certain things in like PUBG, there's certain things that work in those games that will never well, you can't put in there right like you just can't go throw marvel into pubg it just wouldn't make sense but in yes. in fortnite it's been so open you can do whatever you want i was gonna say yeah some girl some girls some games just have that lore uh another good example would be like monster hunter world where like they'll like collab with street fighter and you'll just get like a street fighter skin. you're like what is this doing in the monster hunter world but right some games have that wacky feeling and fortnite's one of the few that I'll do that and it, it makes the sky the limit dude they can do whatever they want yeah it, it and i i hope we do have john three event just john wick three because i i want to see that i want to see that integrated uh and some of the ltms are always so fun i know you some of you people out there like ltms this dude's a loser but i i actually really been enjoying some of them uh i think you know creative is one of the best parts about fortnite right now because it gives it so much life i mean just think about this even if you're not a creative player Think about all the things that they give the community and ideas that continue to spark things in their studio, right? I can only imagine, I don't know if this is true, but I would imagine they sit around and they say, they talk to the creative devs and what's going on. Hey, what have you seen? What do you know? What can you pass on? What are some of the ideas the community has? And they take those into each season, right? Like, I would love to hear about that process. By the way, Fortnite, if you're listening, one day do a documentary about how you develop stuff. That'd be awesome. But... We got some other cool things beyond all these POIs, and I would say they're the biggest changes that come, which was, you know, we got mobility, right? Air vents and slipstreams that came into, into the game. Uh, for you, I, I, I think we were talking back and forth with your stream whenever we talked about this, but I said, I made a statement that it's never been so fast. The game has never been this fast before, and this leads me into the, why the pump shotgun had to be taken out, but... You were right. You made a point. You said it's been this fast whenever gliders were there. Redeploy was in the game. Yeah, when when redeploy was in the game, remember, it was so fast-paced. Third party was at an all-time high, and, and people felt, I guess, vulnerable at all times. It's almost like a little frustrating, especially back then. We didn't even have siphon in the game. So imagine it was, it was, yeah. it was at a I feel like the slipstream mobility... And uh, just just the way the map is kind of shaped out right now, we got that happy medium of like, hey, you want that movement that you kind of hoped for back then that was just like yoinked, right? Taken right on from underneath your feet. Uh, here, here's a nice little medium. You have um, a condensed pool size. So like shields are, are you know, pretty, you know, I guess, uh, uh, fluorescing everywhere. It's, it's all over the place. You, right. you can get heals and stuff if you need it. But more importantly, movement. Movement's there. Um, so, you can, so you can move around the map and the storm is like not as much of a problem as it once was. I, I've beaten, you know, I guess the odds against some of these crazy storms lately because the river just has that straight slipstream cutting right. across. So you can go left or right either which way. What was it like for you the first time you jumped into it? For me, dude, I, I literally, I think I was playing. I, I want to say, I want to say I might have been playing with Red, actually, whenever the first time I jumped on and I played it the night it came out. And I just like, I stopped for a second. I was like, holy crap, this is fun. 
Like this is just straight fun. Like to me, I I was just like, wow. Like I'm literally like just I, I was I was taken back. I was just like the movement, the ability to jump in this thing and like fly out of it, right? The direction you want to and jump into another one, go in the other direction. Like all, all that happening, because if you go over by the mall, there's actually two levels, right? There's like there's like a slipstream that goes down towards Fatal and then it goes up around um like up around Loot Lake, right? And then the other one goes the other direction. And it, and it, and it's it, to me, like having that moment, the moment that I like jumped out of a slipstream into another one and was still taking off that moment to me was like, holy crap. Like, what did that do for you? Did, did, did it like, were you even taken back by it at all? Or like, man, this is a really cool feature. No. Yeah. The, the first place I actually landed, I was like curious about the pressure plant. So like one of the first places I went was like, what happened to the volcano, dude? So yeah, I knew yeah. that like there was a new tilted in the mega mall or whatever, but I was like, what happens to the volcano? So I went to the volcano and then I saw that big, like, I don't even know what to call them. The air platforms, the yeah, just, yeah, yeah, the way that kind of worked, the fact that you could just like tube up, tube down, and then they chuck you out. So I was like, dude, these are like, like guys are 2.0, really 4.0. Really? Is that four angles? Yeah. Got out of. True. But, uh, oh yeah, it was sick, dude. And then after that, I kind of floated across and I was like, Oh crap that's what all this map changes. These are actually like tunnel ways that you can, that you can like travel around. And it was until I realized like the one that was going down the river all the way down, I was like, dang, this entire map is now cracked open for rotations. I don't know if you remember, there was a lot of rumor back in the day, like season four, I think it was that people were saying, Oh, there's going to be a train implemented. Right. And it's going to go around and eventually you can jump on it. You know, you might be able to catch it RNG wise, get out of the storm. To me, this is like their take on the train. Like, oh, we don't need that. We just we just throw in airstreams, which I would have never thought of, of course, right? I'm thinking of how my mind of normal things. So I'll just put a train in. But like, this was this is so so cool to like. I don't, have you had any of those battles where someone's chasing or you're chasing somebody in in the streams? Oh, dude, I've chased a bunch of people into the streams. What I do is, uh, so it's like a little trick. If you bounce up, that little boost that it gives you, and you like nose dive back down. So you do like dolphin dives, I guess uh, that momentum allows you to move faster than your opponent. And if you like do it fast enough, you get on the metal rails then you know, get a couple shots off. Of something yeah. Like that. That's so, what I do. I fly up. Actually, out. You can actually battle on it. It's pretty fun. Yeah. That's a, it's, it's a, it's a blast, man. I, I, I just literally, it was the first moment in Fortnite in a long time that I just sat back and I, I just told red, I was like, Holy crap. Like, this is just straight fun, man. Like, I don't care what your opinion of the rest of the update is. Like, if you don't like the pump gone, if you don't like... But, like, the game is right now in a really fun state just to play, right? And it's it's really fun to play. Um, you know, talking about the things that got vaulted. Yes, we got the shotgun vaulted. So let's talk about this. This is the big one on the table. Pump shotgun taken out. Uh, I briefly said, for me, my opinion is the game moves so fast. They needed to take it out. Uh, I'm sure there's a number of other reasons. Um, but to me, the biggest thing was they're not afraid. Like they're literally, this is their way to say like, you guys complain about, you can complain about uh, the, the planes. You can complain about the baller things we add. You know what? We can also take away things that we don't care about what you say. We're going to try something out. Um, and not saying it's perfect, but I'm just saying, or, you know, maybe they, I don't know, maybe they'll revert it eventually. I don't know what they're going to do, but I just feel like, it was a stance of, hey, we'll try anything. Yeah. Um, so my take on the on the shotgun removal, first off, I'll I'll just put it like this. The adjustment to the tactical, it was a really good tactical buff. Uh base mm-hmm. damage up across 
board. It already, the tactical was already uh, like fixed, I guess, when they fixed the pump. Remember before shotguns had bloom. So like quote unquote consistency was never there for the pump and it was right. never there for so that's when everyone was enraged about shotguns being in a poor place. They fixed the shotguns after, I guess, a year and a half of development, and then they took away the pump. So with that, they finally figured out how to get the uh, pellets out. And today they released the hot fix for the combat shotgun where they, uh, you know, they, they kind of flat out said, hey, we, we noticed some inconsistencies with yeah, the combat. Yeah. We released the fix to fix that. I thought off the bat when I saw those videos of the combat not being consistent, I was like, I bet they forgot to like do the, the pellet change or whatever to the shock. And that's why it's being like this. Cause it's not uh, a bad gun. You notice how some people are like, Oh, I don't know, man. It's like good, but then it's like terrible. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's how you felt about the guns when that's when the, right. Yeah. The blue shot. So now that that's been fixed, uh, combat is dude. think of it guys as a slug shotgun. It's, it's meant for, for like, close but like long range ish shotgun engagement it's a slug dude and it has a lot of potential and power um and then the tactical the tactical is your like chest to chest uh you know close quarter and you guys can talk about how much you love the drum gun and how strong it is all you want but i've been watching the competitive scene closely this weekend all of the end game 1v1s where someone decided to go drum gun versus tack in a pro player's hand talk best shot tactical was victorious in almost every single engagement even if the guy had the high ground and jumped down, it didn't matter. Once they were chest to chest, tacticals winning the trades. Um, and and just to talk about the pump being put away, uh, I don't think the problem is the pump not in the game right now. I think the drum gun is clearly dominant for like you know all reasons. It's just too good right now. And the, the balance of the rest of the guns in the game has never been in a better place, quite honestly. And that's why I consider this to be the loadout meta. And yes, all loadouts are built around the drum gun, but no two pros are rocking the same drum gun loadout. You see people using flint. You see people using heavy sniper. Some people using double drums. Some people using shotguns. And this is a loadout meta. There's so much variety. And that's a fresh breath of air for the entire scene because previous to this, it was all golden pump. And if you didn't have a golden pump, you felt like you were down and out. Now, no one feels down and out with a great tack because the great tack is just going to do what the tack does. And if you got the drum to back you up, like whatever, right? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I, you know, they've already made a, when all this happened, season nine patch, uh, they reduced the drum gun availability by almost half. It was at 16.732%. They moved it down to 7.155%, which by the way, I, I don't know why they give us so many decimals because all you nerds out there want decimals. Uh, but it's really cool, right? I mean, I, I, I actually like that they, they, they break it down, but I, I guess for me, if I was, if I worked at Epic, I'd say, how do we change up gameplay, right? How do we change it up? And here it is, right? Like take the most used weapon and say, we'll put it in the vault and see what happens. Um, and, and this, there's just one more thing about the, the pump not being in the game right now too, is when you have an advantage in battle, you don't have to fear anymore. Oh, am I going to lose this 50, 50 because he's going to one pump me now mm -hmm. that I got him like knocking on death's mm -hmm. door. You win those engagements more as well. Um, the only thing obviously traps, but you deserve to get punished. That's a risk you're going to yeah. take. Like that pump factor is no longer there. So I don't know. There's a lot of balance to the pump being taken out. I'm not saying um, I fully support it because I do like do something about watching those clips. When you see that live one pump 220, you know, the casters feel it, all that good stuff. I know the kind of energy it, uh, it brings to the table. I think what the tack needs right now is a sound buff. I 
think if they buff the feel of the tactical and the combat, uh, people would love the guns right now. You know what I like about I like about it the most is for anybody that played Apex and I'll compare it there because there's a lot of things people say that you know Fortnite used from Apex and why wouldn't both people do it I don't know I mean it's smart right if somebody implements something good why not work with it and I think of it was a lot of people kind of liked Apex because of the ability to if they got into an engagement and weren't didn't have the upper hand immediately there was still an opportunity to win the engagement if that makes sense right a lot of times we place that on building in Fortnite. Like if you can outbuild somebody in an engagement, even if you get shot first, you, know, you can, you might be able to win that engagement. Well, it also comes true. I think more so now when it comes to just straight gun skill in Fortnite, if someone shoots you first, there's not that detriment of, I'm just going to die immediately. Almost like you were saying, like if you get the upper hand, you might lose it. Well, I also think if you don't have the upper hand, you might still be able to win it now. You know what I mean? Even more so because of the ability to be able to, you know, react real quick, pull out your attack, pull out, you know, based on distance, right? The combat, I think where the combat shotgun fits, it fits perfectly there. Um, giving you that little more range if you need it. Um, so yeah, uh, for the most part, I, I personally think it's a good change. I know you're kind of on the fence. Um, cause, cause you really love those clips, but man, I, I really like the time at least, right? The time away. Sometimes, you know, when you're away, you know, time, you know, distance makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> Maybe that'll happen with the pump shotgun for me. Uh, but I, I know. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I, it's funny. The first thing I said when I used the new shotguns on the patch day, I was like, dang, I felt so spoiled by the pump. I was like, these things just don't hit for what they used to. I was like, okay. So like now my confidence at like like what, what what how much can I do now? When do I push now? It's very different. And and when do you go into to to seal the deal? So playstyles have to be molded. If you're if you're sticking to your old playstyle, you're gonna get punished and you're not enjoying it. You have to like I hate using this phrase, but you gotta adapt. Uh, you gotta know when it's time to go for the kill and and when it's time to pull in the reins, you know. Um, but that that you know having the having the pump, how strong it was, uh, you definitely felt kind of spoiled. And there's a lot of pros that that feel the same way about. Uh, combat in the game has never been any better than it is right now, uh, but the drum gun is still very strong. And then there's the the small like there's still the the community that's like wait, there's no. pros that actually agree with what Epic did this time. There's actually a ton I'm, of pros. I'm just kidding, of course. I, for everybody, don't kidding. get too salty. But yes, like, you'd be surprised. Like Ghost Demo, right? I would never thought Demo would be like, dude, I'm loving the gun skill right now. You know, uh, you saw Dakota's tweet about it. Like there are a ton of people that are really enjoying this change to the game it changes the pace of it but also um gives i guess it's a more skill gap meta because the punishment factor if, if you get hurt it's now like you can't you can't just rely on a big chunky hit to kind of finish things up you have to be more accurate more skill based and follow up with consistent shots um and i thought that the fights were going to be drug out like or dragged out a lot longer with the takeaway from the pump, but surprisingly, these guys are still wrapping up these battles a lot faster than we would have thought they would have been. So the tactical is actually, uh, you know, showing up. You know, the to bring this all back around to your first point, which was the threat, right? The essentially the threat of the pump makes me realize that that's actually like a hundred and fifty percent true because I feel like I've been playing so much better. And I can play a little more aggressively than I normally can. Uh, I know you also said you played a you play really defensively, right? Uh, and you're and you're changing up your own play style to be a little more aggressive. 
And this this meta definitely allows you to do that um, and learn on a you know a less steep scale per se, right? Than if the pump is in there. Um, and and yeah, I mean the the gun engagements are fun, and you know part of Fortnite is the gun engagements. So uh, Epic keeping an eye on that whenever maybe the the community doesn't as much. Just says, you know, hey, they got a pulse on it for sure. And I, I think this is a great thing. I, you know, I know everybody was shocked at first, but like you said, people seem to be coming around and that's awesome to see. Uh, the, uh, you know, uh, along with, with that in the, in the shotgun, the combat shotgun, you got anything else to say about that gun anywhere else? It fits perfectly. I've been picking it up personally. I've been enjoying it. I know you've been running tech and combat a little bit. Yeah, no, like I love having fun with the the combat because it's a slug shotgun. And when you look at it from a different perspective and you really kind of hone into the, the the pros of the weapon, man, it, it, it really does shine in its own pocket and, and its own space. And that's something that once people kind of start learning and now with the consistency change, the damage output's a little bit better. So when your shot's on point, man, that tight reticule, uh, you're, you're getting the damage that you're you're looking for and it's got a nasty fiery, and honestly, it can go like 100 meters out or something like that. So, I mean, you might not think that that little, you know, 12 to 15 headshot that you're going to get from that far isn't a lot. But with the, the amount of fiery you can put down, you're going to pelt that guy down so hard when they try to land on you because it's just consistent. It's accurate. And uh, it has a place. It has a place in the game. Well, mention of having a place in the game. How do you think the overall feel for Season 9, these bright colors, this... This even next step right on top of what Fortnite already was, which is this good vibe feel, kind of the next level and this futuristic aspect. Some people saying, oh, it doesn't really have a place in Fortnite. I, I don't know how you can say what doesn't doesn't. But what is your overall feel as an artist? Right. Let's take let's take this from your side of, you know, defacing, right. The, the <laughs> style of art um, that you've grown up in and being an artist yourself. What do you how do you feel? this season overall is from the art perspective and what they brought to Fortnite. No, I thought, I think that the, the lore of the game and, and, you know, the aesthetic of, of Fortnite, the world itself, it all fits. It looks great. Um, and they didn't overdo it because one thing that would have been terrible is if we logged in and the entire game was literally futuristic, uh, the skins will look out of place. The game will look, just look weird. Uh, but instead they, they touched up a couple locations showed that, hey, at one point, this place was demolished and, you know, civilization changed it into what it is now. And, you know, th there's still a story to be developed here in the Fortnite game and the Fortnite world. So uh, I think they did a great job of just like subtly introducing a nice new theme to the game. And uh, yeah, it looks great to me. What's your favorite skin that you've seen so far out of the Battle Pass or that's been released or, uh, so you know... My favorite new back bling is the spiny, uh, the spiny like holographic yeah. dude. Like, like I got it too. Uh, yeah, totally, dudes. If you guys didn't pick that up, critical monster deface, go do that. Um, no, it's my favorite back bling so far. And honestly, of the whole battle pass, I've worn the um the the, the first one, the first female that you get. She looks like one of those Overwatch characters. I don't know the name of her, but like with the armor and you start unlocking the the pieces, dude. I think she just looks so sick. Yeah, she that she definitely does look sick. I I I'm attached to default, right? With the with oh the long yeah, yeah beard. and the beard, yeah, the beard I, default. I, I love it, man. I I think it's so cool. Beyond seeing the map, you know, have this evolution to it per se. To put evolution to skins, like, dude, just imagine we go back. What if we see like a like a Black Knight 
right? Like what if all of a sudden a futuristic like style Black Knight comes out, right? Like all these ideas that they can just kind of go back to and and throw back to us that have been around, you know, in season zero, right? Before there was even a season. Uh, I, I, I That to me is is really intriguing and really cool. You know, just to, just, you know, just to say, hey, Fortnite fans have been around a while. You'll know what this is like. You'll remember this. So uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll see more of those as seasons continue to go on. You know, with a change like this, this just made me reevaluate like Fortnite as a whole and be like, when will it stop? Like that's that's a scary thing to think about, right? Like the map is like literally left. If you look left, you look right. There's somewhere to go or something to do. Um, there's a lot on the map right now. Are we at our peak? Are we? Will there be more? Right? Like I don't know. It's kind of crazy. I thought I thought when season nine released with the whole futuristic thing, we were gonna get a futuristic vehicle. I'm not gonna lie. I thought we we're gonna see like like flying cars, literally. Um, I wouldn't still count them out, but like, yeah, legit. I thought we we're gonna see like flying cars or something. So wow, way to troll monster, flying cars. <laughs> People are already mad about you know, planes. They're gonna be really mad about flying cars. All right, uh, don't count out, boys. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, the ballers are pretty futuristic, you know. Uh, I, don't, I know, right? No way, right? True. So uh, you know, it's still in, I, 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 you know, like you said, there's so much going on in the map and it continually evolves. I, I just don't know. I don't see it in its sight, you know, for everybody that's a Fortnite fan like us out there that loves it. And I'm guessing if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are a big fan of Fortnite. I think we have many years to come, man. Like, I, I don't know why it took me to season nine to really sit back and go like, how are they going to manage this? But I think it's because we've seen a couple big games come out, compete against Fortnite. I mean, you might have saw a little decrease or a hiccup for a week or two, and then all of a sudden you see it come back on top. But when you can log into Twitch and you can see over half a million people watching Fortnite on a daily basis this past week, and it just keeps this keeps happening, right? Month after month, season after season, weekend after weekend. I think it just speaks to like I know I know there's a lot of people that uh, that listen to this podcast that are very in tune with the community and what's going on, and especially the pro scene, but like. And I know we've brought this up with a lot of topics and the complaints, but if you put all that aside, I think it just shows like, look, Fortnite's here for the long term. They're going to do something a certain way. And I came up with this tweet after seeing all this, and I said, I'm coming to the conclusion that being the best Fortnite pro, you have to be able to adapt to constant meta uh, and content changes beyond the normal requirements. It's just part of the game. Just like any other skill in the game will be required, Fortnite is saying, that's okay. Like this is ours. Like this is how we want it to be. It's a requirement to be like this. And I think so many times we've thought of esports and we thought of competitive play as a certain way. We put it in a box. It's got to be even. The maps about got to be symmetrical. You got to have be able to find equal guns. You know, RNG is a horrible thing. But I think what they're saying is like you don't have to call it esport. Like we don't. I don't. I don't even think they use that term. Do they even use that term esport? No, I actually think they. I actually think they stay away from the that right. Term they too. say Fortnite competitive um, because right. That's what it is. I think the community has put it into esports. And said, "Oh, this doesn't fit. This doesn't fit." We've been able to have complaints based on esport requirements that we've created in the in the industry. But like, what I'm trying to tell everybody that I hope hopefully you will get this. What I'm saying is, whether you agree with it or not, my feeling from Epic is. 
Competitive Fortnite includes the ability to be able to adapt to whatever the crap they put out. If they put out planes and that's the meta, you better drive a plane. If they put out a baller and that's the meta, you better. If they put out, if they take away the pump shotgun, you better figure out how to make it work. And I want to I want to talk about that just a little bit because there was a lot of pros complaining about not qualifying and they were blaming the change to the shotgun and some people were blaming the math. And then you have Ghost Bizzle who says, I'm just going to use the baller and I'm not going to kill a single person and watch me qualify. And he qualifies for Sunday. Using ballers, positioning, and, and literally um, the mobility that the game has available, he didn't kill a single person and qualify for Sunday. What does that show you? That you, your strategy, the guy that couldn't qualify this weekend, you need to reevaluate your, your gameplay. Whatever you came up with clearly didn't work because, you know, Bizzle came out, used the vehicle, used it properly, put himself in the right positions and, you know, abused the meta to his advantage. And it, the same thing goes to any other competitive game, quote unquote, when you use the meta, it, it's the way you win. You have to use the most dominant, you know, tactic available to yourself, most effective tactic and, and go out there and abuse that or play to that, you know, play to that, that, that benefit, that perk. Um, so just, just, just a little food for thought for anyone yeah. out there that's struggling. You kind of just have to embrace it. Don't be the oddball out and then play the blame game when the, the, uh, the opportunity and options are right in front of you. Yeah, I don't, I don't even think it's abusing it. I think it's just utilizing it. Well, yeah, it's, it's, yeah exactly. It's the right? tools that are in front of you. Some people just like, like I said, people are stubborn. You don't want to put ballers into your gameplay? Well, okay, don't. But don't go complaining that you don't have mobility and a rift and this and that. That's why you didn't qualify. No, there's plenty of options. You can play the, play the game. I mean, we talked to... Um... Uh, Liquid, help me out here. I'm drawing a blank. A couple weeks ago. What was it, sure. Riverson? Riverson. We talked to Liquid yeah. Riverson, and he made it all the way without a baller. So the, yes. point, the point is, is like you, they're giving you the tools. You can create it multiple ways. Don't be mad if someone is using a different attribute or a different uh, you know, part of the game to have their success. Riverson didn't need one. That's his gameplay. He's strong at not needing it. He's felt more comfortable without using it. So there he did. He, he didn't have to use it. Um, you know, and here we go. A point from Bizzle. I can use it and get there as well. So I think that was, I think it's really important and really interesting to have as well. Did you get a chance to try out trios? Yes, I did. I actually played uh, trios with Nick A30 and Sancho West. So shout out, shout out to Nick A30 for letting me play. Yo, if you guys want Nick A30 on the podcast, send him a tweet. We were yeah, talking yeah. today. He was, he was asking, you know, what it takes. Show him some community look. Uh, but yeah, no, we, we play trios, man. Trios, dude, best game mode. Best, like legit when it comes down to team gameplay. You think team so? Team gaming, trios is the best. It, it never feels overdone. Yep. Like it doesn't feel like too much and it doesn't feel underwhelming. It's the perfect medium of, hey, we got a, a team here. And we're going into a full-on fledged battle, but it's never too much. Um, and I think squads is too much, man. I want to see competitive trios. You know, it's funny is I didn't talk to you about this before. Everybody might think we talk through all this, but we don't. Like I like to just put the topics out there, and then we we give our generic responses. I agree with you. I actually was so sad it was taken away. I don't know why. Our, our genuine genuine responses. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I genuine. I'm sorry. Uh, genuine responses. I, I actually really enjoyed trios as well. I thought it was a great mixture. I, I was interested to see what you had to say about it as well, because I think you have a more pulse on like from a competitive standpoint, how it feels, but just jumping in there and, and being able, I know this is an ask from the community for a long time. 
And I think as we reevaluate it again, maybe somebody can say they took it from Apex, whatever. Like, sure, but if it's a greater, if it, if it has, you know, uh, great results and the community loves it, then why not try it out? I'm all down for replacing squads with trios for a little while, in my opinion, but that's just me. Permanently? Yeah. You think, you think permanently squads out, trios in? For a while. Let's try it. Like, why not? Let's mm. vault. Let's go ahead and vault the squads and put in the trios. Like, that's just... I, I, yo, I, think, I think it'll work, man. But you know what? I, I would think Epic might have already thought of this or would have implemented it, but maybe there's like a map there that showed there's actually a lot of people that play with a full team as opposed to how many people that queue up with a three-man. You know what I mean? But do they only play with a full team because that's available? But the more people you can get in, the better for them as a player population, regardless. Because then that means more people hanging out, playing together, and stay on for longer periods of time. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I would, yeah. I would love to see the math behind it, right? Because if if 10, 10 squad teams don't break them into trios, and all of a sudden you got a couple guys left out, are those couple guys going to play in duos? Like, what is it? Like, what, what, where is it given taking? Is it increasing? If you take out squads, does squads increase? solo play if that's the case then i agree with you if you take out squads and solo play increases and trios doesn't fill that gap then you definitely need to have squads available right but um, but I, I do think i think i think trios would be so awesome and it, it's a lot of fun i think it's a perfect mixture of just getting a buddy or then that extra dude that just kind of hop on and fill out that full team and take it to the next level uh loving the trios man well speak of you know competitive play and how it's going on how do you think overall Season nine, the changes we've seen. Uh, what is your overall take of how it's affecting the pros, especially for the qualifier this weekend, and what you expect to see moving on? So my initial take, um, and this is just from like the, the aftermath of everything. First off, love the, love the map changes and all that good stuff. Uh, we, we already talked about the state of the shotguns and how we feel about that. It's a, it's a, it's, I'm on the fence about it. There's a lot of pros to it. There's a couple of cons. Um, when it comes down to what we've seen this weekend on the competitive scene, uh, specifically today, actually, the day we're recording, we're watching the, the comp games right now. There's no vehicles involved. And interestingly enough, for all you guys listening in, if you didn't get to catch it this weekend, uh, now that there's less vehicles, there's more player lobbies alive in these mid games. So there's a little correlation there to movement versus how many people are alive on these rotations. Um, and, and also a lot more controller uh, players being dominant in the current, I guess, patch right now, because drum gun is back in the game. So there's another correlation there between that, you know, hold on. We got to stop there. 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 All right. So before, when it was out, a lot of people said it's the, you know, left click meta W key, left click W key, left click go. Right. Do you, number one, do you think that it's just, it's still as strong or have players gotten better to be able to know how to adapt with it a little better than we did before. Not saying completely, but a little better. The drum gun? The drum gun. Do player, okay. Have players learned how to adapt against it, right? If they're getting shot down. Have, has overall, has the players learned how to adapt? And second thing is, is it a negative thing, what you're saying? Is it negative to the pro scene that console players have an ability to do this just because of a change in a gun and the shotgun being, the pump being gone? So first off, that's one of the cons to the patch because when you take off the pump, the pump was one of the sit them down counters to the drum gun. 
And because of the pump being gone, people are a lot less fearful on that whole uh, jumping in your box and taking it to your face. That's what I talk about uh, where players feel a lot more confident now to dive on you. So the drum gun is a dive bomb weapon. They're going to dive on you and, and make you pay for it. So um, that that's where the drum gun stands. Now, the second question you talked about was, um, what was it? What, what like, did you just ask? Is it, is it negative, right? Is it negative? Oh, so so is, is it is it negative that that like controller players are currently shining on the scene? I don't I don't think there's a takeaway from that. I think that you know every dog has his day, and this is just the current state of the game. And if you think about it, if console players or controller players, I should say, are uh, performing better under this patch. To me, it almost looks like you kind of even up the playing field a little bit more because now that guy who's skill based, uh, you know, has that shot, has that, you know, controller aim, whatever you want to call it, he's got the confidence and he can back it up and show that as opposed to uh, some of the previous patches where they were getting drowned out in the leaderboards. But now, uh, just the current state of the game where the loadouts are, uh, they're shining a bit more. So. So do you think people have learned to adapt to that gun, though, a little better than it, when it was out the first time around? Well, I think people are understanding that. Uh, and this, this is another thing. The MAV, uh, the, the drum gun actually has the lowest. Uh, it can break the lowest amount of builds with the pressure on it. Uh, SMG has a faster time to kill. So it, it goes suppress SMG, compact, and then drum gun. So technically, toe-to-toe, uh, drum gun will be outfragged by something with a better fire rate if you just have better accuracy. But um, I don't know when it comes down to adapting, it really it really comes down to uh, the, the player. Some people just don't play well against the pressure of the drum gun. You get nervous or whatever. And some people don't have the confidence. They lack the confidence because they don't have the shotgun, the pump shotgun. So, so you see there, there are a lot of consistencies where, where people are shining. And then there's a lot of dudes that are playing that blame game. So it's kind of it's kind of hard to like give, give a solid take of or can people counter it when you have so many people being vocal like. They're not doing well right now. But then you see on the other coin, like, dude, these guys are killing it right now. So first off, you should totally do a series on YouTube about dealing with something because of how it sounds or the impact it's making, like the drum gun, for instance. Like, you know, like it, you, you hear it, you see it doing damage to your builds, but how do you collect yourself and deal with that, right? I think that's a great point you make is like being able to collect yourself and know, okay, I know what this weapon does. I can take my expertise knowing and all the hours I play, I know how to deal with these different items in the game and how do I actually counter them in the position I'm in? I think that's a great point that you made there. Uh, I, think, I think the the one other thing about the drum gun, just, just to kind of add on to that, is that the slow fire rate makes it harder to like count the, the tick of when it's time to reload it. Uh, a lot of people die before you get to really get the rhythm down. Like, so a good example is SMG. Like, you know, when someone kind of like, all right, three seconds, he held left trigger. This guy's got to reload. It's my turn to fight back. Right. Drum gun has a slower fire rate. Um, so it makes you feel like the battle is, you know, dragging on for much longer. Yeah. Yes. And people counter at the wrong times and then they get pelted down to death. So it's another thing that you got to have to play into fact is, People don't know the timing on the drum gun because you get frustrated. And it all goes back to like the, the whole like uh, learning how to play against certain weapons and being comfortable in, the, in, in those positions. What about those people that say, okay, well, what happens to Ghost Issa, Issa right? Whenever he gets to, you know, he gets to Worlds, he's a controller player, he qualified because drum gun was now, drum guns, drum gun say, you know, I don't know if this is going to happen, but say it's gone at Worlds, it's not there. 
that position shouldn't really belong to him. It should have belonged to somebody else. He only got there because of, of a weapon. Like, what is the argument there? What What do you have to say to those people that are naysayers per se on the on, on controller players? Uh, my take on that is that this is a ten week qualifier, and if he was the best player in the world on this setting, this patch, or you know, under these these settings, and he he absolutely deserves to to get his his piece of the lion's share, right, or his his piece of the pie because he earned it, dude. He's out here battling just like anyone else. And if it was so easy, why didn't uh, your favorite pro, you know, Bob over there, go ahead and qualify during this under, under the same circumstance? You know what I mean? Because there, he there plays on no mouse excuses. and keyboard, monster. That's going to be the argument. <laughs> no, there there are no excuses, man. Because if it was like that, the the whole top ten would be all uh, you know control players. So. So what you're saying is, no matter what, if somebody makes it to worlds, they earned it. And they oh, yeah. deserve that spot 100%. Absolutely. And anyone says different, you can, you can see me on land, bro. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Um, you know, lots of cool stuff. We've talked about it today. Lots of great things happening. You know, even some of the stuff we skipped over, like, you know, Fort Bites, and a lot of us may or may not be into those. But just all the activities they provided for everybody. I think Season 9 is packed full of stuff. Uh, challenges and, 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 you know, four bites and all these activities they give, even, uh, you know, the, maybe the more casual player that's looking just to play and have fun every single day. They really give you an opportunity. They give you something to keep coming back for every day and keep enjoying their game. And that's really my takeaway from season nine is, man, they really made a cool look. They really did a cool season together. I, I like the battle pass. I think it's pretty cool. There's some really cool things in it this time around. Um, you know, mobility is fun. Uh, trios has been a blast already. LTMs we've seen have been fun. Uh, you know, although all of that has happened, there's been a few things like rendering issues on console. I think they've already said they're going to, you know, start, start updating that. They're looking at that of the rendering issue. Uh, the name display issue. I don't know if you saw this one monster, but you get killed. It's the person that, you know, you could be watching your teammate, but it's actually the person that eliminated you instead. Uh, quick fix to that. If you hit like the stats button and then back out of the stats button for that round, it'll go ahead and show you your team player. So shout out to, to, uh, you know, I play naked who I play with that, uh, showed me that little trick. Uh, and then, <laughs> you know, it was a V bucks issue that happened. I think it was, um, um, uh, Donnie that actually came out and, and mentioned it first publicly about he had like 17,000 V bucks in his thing, whatever first happened, but they, I think they fixed all that reverted that. So, you know, there's always going to be hookups. When you have something new come out, when you're implementing new things, like you said, maybe it was a shotgun on that shotgun. Maybe they did forget the the pellet, you know, uh, situation there. So, you know, all in all, I would say it's been a success. What do you say? How do you feel season nine release has been for you? Uh, I think all in all, yeah, it's definitely been a successful uh, release. Yeah, there were some bugs. I think the most prominent bug in the competitive scene was not being able to jump out of your vehicles. And that's why it was canceled this weekend. But hey, you know, they took it out the game. They, they, I guess, kind of realized this is something that they can't fix. They owned up to it and they removed it so no one would be uh, affected by it. But, you know, best believe, I mean, they're working around the clock to try and get these things fixed. So you got to still commend them that uh, they're, they're moving. The pace that they're moving at, keeping everything fresh and fun for us, where other developers aren't even close to the speed of development yeah. as far as games go. And, uh, you know, we're kind of lucky in a sense to have a game that's... Uh, you know, so active, I guess that makes sense. So I think it's a well, good patch. That's why we keep, that's why we keep doing this every week is cause we do love what, what Epic's doing overall. You know, like I said, we've, we've had our arguments from time to time. We've had our opinions from time to time, 
Uh, but they continue to deliver great hot content that, uh, you know, call me a fanboy if you want to. Right now, I am fanboying all over season nine because I've really been enjoying it. Well, before we get out of here, got to get a tip and trick for you about the new season. So let's jump into that. You ask, do we have tips? Of course. Do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. So listen up. All right. So as we jump into season nine, we've mentioned the new POIs. What is the best way for a player to learn a new point of interest. Yo, you got to get out there and dive in. Honestly, the best way though, if, if you really want to learn a, a point of interest, just don't be afraid to spend a couple minutes in playground. Go learn all the chess. Just kind of take a look at it. Uh, more importantly, whack everything. Figure out what gives you wood, what gives you metal, and uh, learn your bank for your buck. A good little tip is in Tilted Towers. It's no longer effective to like farm all the... Um, all the furniture in the buildings because they don't give you a lot. But if you step right outside the shrubbery, instead of it being one hit, they, they're like three hits and they give you like 30 to 40, you know, wood. So you'll get a ton of materials. Just step outside until to hit the shrubs. How do I know that? I play the, the, the places and I remember what gives you my bang for my bug. So go out there and learn your maps, guys. I thought you were going to say you were really good at whacking it and figuring it all out. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but as always guys thank you so much for listening we hope you guys enjoy the show shoot us a review on iTunes leave us a comment on Podbean you can always send your complaints directly to monster at the Fortnite podcast at gmail.com tell us what you like and what you dislike and then make sure you are following us on Twitter at the Fortnite podcast myself too loud TX the number two L-O-U-D T-X as in Texas and monster D face M-O-N-S-T-E-R-D-A-F-A-C-E make sure you are using that creator code monster D face if you're uh, purchasing new skins, enjoying the new season nine, make sure you're using that code. Monster, watch everybody where they can find you throughout the week. Yep, guys, you can find me at Monster D Face on all of my social medias, especially on YouTube. I just dropped some really cool videos uh, playing with Nick A30. I might throw a little highlight up there or phase replays. So a lot of content's been coming out of me lately. Um, thank you guys for supporting and feel free to keep up. Man, thank you so much for the content. I know we all have been enjoying it, guys. As always, and until next time, Dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. <laughs>